What do you do to get a break from reality? It just makes you feel good. There's something about knowing when you pick up a romance book that it's going to have a happy ever after that just makes you feel safe. Today on Feed, Play, Love, one mum's successful foray into erotic fiction. Feed, Play, Love with Siobhan Hunt. Fiction, whether it's on screen or in a book, can give us all a bit of escapism. And when you're juggling the work-life balance with kids, slipping away into a book can be a bit of a relief. Ella Fields is a mum of two and writer of romantic fiction. She's a USA Today and international best-selling author. So she provides thousands of people, I'm assuming mostly women, with an escape from the everyday. Her latest book is called The Grump Who Stole Summer, but she writes a minimum, a minimum of two books a year. So there are a lot to choose from. Hi, Ella. How are you? Hi, I'm good. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Now, I should start by saying that Ella is an alias. So um, I'm just wondering, when you started writing, were you always going to have an alias? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I think it just gives you a a sense of more freedom, I suppose, to to do what you want. Mm, um. <laughs> and that is very interesting, considering yeah, the yeah. books you're writing. How would you how would you describe your books? Now, I said they're romantic fiction. They're a little bit more than that. But how, if you were just meeting someone, they asked what you did for a living. How would you describe your books? Well, I would basically just call them romance novels, I suppose. Um. <laughs> but um, if you had to rate them, would they be G, P, G, M or R? Oh, um, <laughs> oh, wow. Somewhere in between M and R, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Depends M-A. whether you're watching reality TV, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and what, do you, what do you think about your books appeals most to women? Well, I think, you know, that aspect, of course, we love a good romance and mm. all that it entails. <laughs> <laughs> You're so coy. <laughs> um, I think, you know, especially for, uh, I believe there's a lot of women like me who perhaps aren't super romantically inclined themselves, but they do like uh, the escape it offers, you know, in their movies and books, what have you even music. I think that would be it. But also really, it, it just makes you feel good. There's something um, about knowing uh, when you pick up a romance book that it's going to have a happy ever after that just makes you feel safe. So you're willing to go on the adventure. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think it's interesting when you say the alias gives you freedom, because not to push it, but there is definitely a lot of sex in the book. <laughs> but but it's interesting, right, that perhaps having an alias and also being someone that picks up the book, knowing that that sort of side of fantasy is allowed and acceptable and no one will know about it is also part of the attraction, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 got a bit of everything, I suppose. Like uh, romance, I think, is the draw for a lot of people, but... You know, there's often journeys people go on emotionally, you know, dealing with trauma, 
friendships, family, grief. Like there's there's a lot that goes into romance books that I feel like people can often not expect just by hearing the word romance novel, you know? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Or bodice ripper or whatever. Yeah, and it might get really steamy, but we are portraying these people, you know, as somewhat relatable. So how did you start writing romantic fiction? Because this isn't something you've always done, is it? Um, no. Um, no, I started writing it because I read it. And I believe that's the same for a lot of authors who write in this genre too. Uh, you just want more and sometimes the particular story you're looking for, it's not there. So you write it. You give it a go. And you gave it a go um, with... First of all, with writing with someone else. Yeah. How old were your kids when you started doing that? Um, from memory, my daughter had just started kindergarten. So she was around six. Mm. Um, my son's two years older. So, yeah, he was around eight, I believe. Still, there's mm. not a lot of time when you have children who are sort of in the early years of primary school. (laughs) How did you even find the brain space to think, hey, I'm going to give this a go and to start writing with someone else? (laughs) I think it was having a writing partner that really gave me the courage to have a crack at it and discover that it was something I enjoyed doing, um, which then led me to go out and do it on my own. But yeah, because I had thought about it for maybe a year leading up to that point when we were like, okay, let's do it. Let's just see if we can do it. You know what I mean? Like that was our plan just to see if we could write one and finish it together. And I don't know. I don't know if I would have done it if if I didn't have her with me. So I'm grateful for that. And it's looking back, it's just, it's just really, really mind boggling to see, you know, what these kind of conversations you'll have with your friends or family and think, oh, I want to do this. And how things can change in an instant. Yes. Well, the change, that is pretty phenomenal as well, because like I said, you're now writing two books a year, but previous to now you were writing more than that. Oh, Um, yeah. Before it became successful and something you could make a living from, I'm wondering if it was almost a bit like when people are starting a business. So you kind of have to convince those around you that, especially when you have a family, that it is worth your time away from family to uh, invest in this idea. What was your husband like when you first started doing this? Was he supportive or did he think, <laughs> what the hell is she up to in that study? Yeah, that's that's funny actually. He's incredibly supportive now. Um he is, <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't he wasn't not supportive. It was it was just like a you know, I think like, oh, you hear writing romance novels, like what are you, what are you what are you doing? Like <laughs> you know, I can, Did he ever I read them? No, he's never read them. Um <laughs> and it's yeah, we're we're both cool with that. So <laughs> um I jokingly suggest to him sometimes, oh, maybe you should read this one. And he's, but he's not a reader in general, so I'm not offended in the in the slightest. But yeah, he was. I think he was happy that I you I found something I enjoyed doing, and then it is starting a business. So the money you have to invest in it, you know, you have to have your product prepared 
for public consumption. You can't just write something and then whip it up on the internet. Well, you could, but there is obviously fallbacks to that. If you're not putting out something at its very best, there will be repercussions. So you have things to pay for, like editing, um, formatting, cover design, promotion, all that kind of stuff. And it's it's not cheap. So <laughs> I think that was hard because at the time um, it was just him working. So it was trying to come up with the money for that and knowing that we might not see it again. So it's a risk. <laughs> it's a risk. And he was very hesitant. And there were times when he was like, well, like, no offense, but what what is the plan? With How long do you think you might be doing this? He <laughs> 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 was never horrible about it, but just, you know, realistic questions. Like, yeah, but it took about three books. Not even that, actually. My first book that I published on my own brought in uh, more money than we'd spent on it. So he was cool with that. He was like, okay, as long as you can, you know, <laughs> keep that up, then we'll be we'll be fine, you know. Yeah. Spending money on this and you can keep going. And um, I did. And then after about three books of doing that, you know, kind of just breaking even, I had one that really got out there. And mm. um, Which one was that? A book called Suddenly Forbidden. That, that book kind of was my first one that did a little boom. <laughs> so little boom, um, I'm not going to ask you figures because that's just rude, but I did. Are they ever changing anyway? So <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I said you're a, you're a USA Today and international best-selling author. So what does that actually mean or look like on a practical level? So if we're not talking money, let's talk lifestyle. So what does it mean? Like, do you know uh, I suppose you do know how many readers you have, how many fans you've garnered, and and if it's a sustainable lifestyle to make your living off writing these books. <laughs> you say lifestyle. I'm imagining that I'm sitting in my office with a million post-it notes in front of me and <laughs> 20 of them scrunched up in balls on my desk, <laughs> a computer that won't charge. And, um, you know, I'm wearing the same cardigan that I've been wearing since Monday. So... <laughs> It's so, probably yeah, very it's, it's warm. Glamorous. It's glamorous. Um, I have no idea, to be honest, about much of those things. And I think that's the that's the crazy thing about a job like this is that, um, you know, you have your readers out there. Um, I do engage with some of them, mostly on Instagram and stuff. There is a small level of expectation, but for the most part, I've learned never to let it get too high. Um, you mean because, expectations from your fans? Yeah, or? so you you don't know. Like um, you could have readers that pick up every book you read, and that's amazing. Um, you could have some that are just here for certain books you write. You know, some of them appreciate the the fantasy romance that I write. Some of them like just the contemporary romance that I write. Some of them want the lighter romances. Other ones want the more heartbreaking, gritty um, hard-earned yes. <laughs> romances. So, you know, it's um, it's not really predictable. You never know how a book release is going to go until it's out. Yep. <laughs> until it, at least a week or two after to really feel certain about it. The, well, the way that I came across you and your work is because my husband knows your husband through work. Yes. 
Yeah. And um, as men talk, <laughs> he said, oh, I have a friend who was able to stop working because his wife writes erotic fiction. Um, so we, we'll, 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 get, we'll get into that. We'll pick that apart a little bit more in a minute. But the idea that you could earn enough that your husband could stop working for a while is pretty significant, I would say, in terms of success, Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I think that um, it's pretty easy to lose sight of that when you're in the thick of it after X amount of years, too. So, like, what what essentially was your passion has become yeah. your livelihood, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm really fortunate. I know that um, because even the worst relief I've had is still enough money for my family to live on you know what I mean Mm. for that month and the month afterward and what have you and I think for the most part what has gotten me to that point though is having the backlist of books behind me that I've written over the past five years so Mm. if a book doesn't do so great then that release boosts my backlist a little bit most of your publishing is that done online through Kindle through Amazon How, how does that work um, yes, I am strictly with Amazon because I enroll my books in their Kindle Unlimited program, which means I'm not allowed to sell them on iBooks or Kobo. I have to be exclusive with them. Like that's, mm. that's part of the agreement. So just going back to what my husband said and how he described it and how I'm sure the men on the work site talk about what you do, regardless of the fact that they've never picked up one of your books, when he described it as erotic fantasy, and but you would describe it as romance, um, it kind of, to me, highlights something that I think is quite different between men and women and the way... stigma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and also the way that we engage in content and the things that we want from female and male desire can be quite different and how we feel more fulfilled. You know, like a, I can imagine a woman picking up a book like this at the same time as a man might switch on some porn or something, but we're actually looking for very different things. Does that make sense to you as a writer? And that and a lot of like women will just happily read a romance novel every other night and that's not what they're looking for. They're just looking to enjoy a good story. But yeah, they a lot of people, I don't even think it's just men, but I think it's mostly men. As soon as they hear the word romance, you know, that's just where their brains go. Uh, And it is a bit of that, as you know. Um, I do know because I have been reading one of your books. Yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of erotic fiction, that is all the way through. Like you will not find much pause between. (laughs) That is like the, if you want to call it the, um, well, not even, you know, uh, women, anyone's version of a porn in the novel, if you want <laughs> to call it that. So I think as as a reader and as an author, yeah, it's easy for me to know the distinctions between these things, but I don't bother correcting people too much because it's kind of like, well, whatever. <laughs> it, yeah, it does have steam and um, yeah. I like that. It That's has cool. steam. Yes, that's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you sit down to write a book, because of the genre that you're writing in, is that steam a, just an organic part of the story for you? Like is that 
kind of entwined with romance or because I'm thinking of something like the Twilight Saga, right, where basically Stephanie Mayer would just, it was like a, a curtain went down every time they got intimate, right? And so oh, you'd, yeah, you'd be like... frustrating is that? <laughs> it was so frustrating, especially because it was such yeah. a violent book. Yeah. Like you'd go, okay, so we know... I mean, there was a right. lot of problems so with that see, book. But... I think, was it like a vampire's head got pulled off or something? Yes. Like, oh, so many gruesome that. things. But oh, as soon yeah. as they were about to have sex, it all went dark. Oh, um, yeah, you can't see that. You no. Can see and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have a lot of death. Now, look, yeah. I am reading um, The Savage and the Swan at the moment. And there yeah. is, there is, there's violence in that as well. But it all seems a lot more evenly balanced, like having that, Steam, like I said, well, thank you. <laughs> is well, you know, it's they're both of those elements are there, and I'm just wondering when you're writing, is that an integral part of the romance novel or the story that you're writing to include that side of things, where other authors might choose to just fade you know, to black, fade to black, exactly. Okay. Oh, so what you mean is, um, do I have the intention every time to make sure we are not fading to black? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to say that I'll never write a book one day that might have none, but I don't see that happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think people would be very confused after a certain amount of books where that is the one consistent thing. So <laughs> out of everything else, there's always that. But yeah, like every every time. I mean, to be honest, I have to be honest. When I set out to write a story, that's just something I know I'm going to do. But it's never something that I agonize over, I think, not to sound like I'm talking down on it. But after a while, you kind of just, it just becomes routine. One of the things I ask people when they're doing adult content and they're a parent is, whether you can imagine your children ever picking up the book at some stage. Oh, God, they're older true. now. <laughs> <laughs> do they know what mummy does? They do. I don't think, especially my daughter, um, she's only in grade five, so I don't think she quite grasps it yet. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, she yes. knows that I write books and that they're romance, but she's, you know, still hopefully um, <laughs> a little bit, you know. Um <sighs> Of an eleven-year-old, so that's great. But yes. <laughs> we're not there yet. Won't be long. Uh, my son, you know, I think he he's pretty aware, but he's pretty blasé about that type of stuff. And to be honest, I I don't know. It's not something um, I feel like I want to hide from them. I don't want them to read them. That's that's for sure. <laughs> um, I don't think I'd want them to read anything I wrote, though. You know, like no matter what. <laughs> Um, so, but, you know, in terms of telling them what I write, I tell them, I try not to let there be any type of shame about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, especially being that it's given them a roof over their head. You know what I mean? So it's um, never anything like that. But it's adult content, right? Just like you wouldn't let them. I think we've just decided. So I better not ever catch them, you know, taking a peek. Um, (laughs) I reckon we've just decided that your books would be rated R then. (laughs) I think so. I think so. I believe my niece, actually, who's 14, so a little bit older, I think she's read one of mine, but I think it was one that was a little bit tamer. Like there was only a few 
scenes, but she she loves romance novels. And, you know, some might think, oh, you know, what's a 14-year-old doing with racy books? I wish I had these books mm. when I was 14, honestly. And I, when I say that I don't want my kids reading my books, I don't want them reading my books. If my daughter wants to read romance books, I'll buy her any romance book she wants because I think there are a lot of important things for them to learn in there. Um, you know, not just about their bodies and what goes on and the autonomy and, you know, love, but emotionally as well. And just the fact that they're reading is amazing. So, yeah, I, I believe, I wish I had that when I was younger because I believe I would have been a lot more switched on. I had to learn things the hard way. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, so kind of a bit of yeah. sex ed in there as well. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess. So, I mean, that would have been great. There were romance books around then. I just wasn't interested in reading them. I do remember reading Harry Potter, though, and and, um, not that there was, like, heaps of romance in that or anything, but, like, loving when there was just a little bit, you know? Yes! (laughs) I was like, oh, finally. But, yeah, I didn't actually start reading romance novels until my early 20s when I had my young babies. So... Yeah. (laughs) So interesting. Well, Ella, thank you so much for taking the time to chat about this. It's fascinating and they are such fun books to read. So thank you so much for your time today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to meet you and chat with you. That's author Ella Fields and you can find out more about Ella and her books in the notes of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love. If you did, please rate, review or favourite. That way you'll get all the new episodes, plus we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, email me at feedplaylove at listener.com. Bye for now.